At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour number three, betting across America here from the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi Abebefe, Amal Shaw on a Saturday, January 8th here as we have two NFL games coming up later this afternoon and evening. And, of course, NFL Week 18 wraps up tomorrow with 14 games. Just to clean up a little bit of college basketball, Purdue, the Boilermakers, ended the game strong. They didn't cover. Only one by seven, but the final score, Purdue 74, Penn State 67. So the Nittany Lions cover that nine-and-a-half-point spread as the Boilermakers get out of State College with a victory. It was looking a little shaky there towards the end, but Amal, chalk went up to the folks in West Lafayette, Indiana. Yeah, they got to win. Anytime you can win on the road, it's always a good thing. But I, this Penn State team is really going to struggle. They're going to be a bottom-of-the-basement Big Ten team. And for Purdue, the way they struggle in this game, you know, Ohio State went in there and just absolutely took care of business. Now, it got hairy a little bit late, but pretty much in control. Purdue was down seven in the first half of this game. I, I just think they've got to find a way to be more consistent. The one difference, though, that I see with Purdue and these other top five, top seven teams is they don't have the overwhelming talent against an opponent that some of these other teams do. Like, if you look at a, a Gonzaga, they're just far more talented than yeah. their opponent. Um, and I, I don't think Purdue, outside of Jaden Ivey and um, Travion Williams, is necessarily that much more talented than their opponents. Yeah, and I think you were bringing up that there could be some red flags about this Purdue team going down you said that you don't believe that they can win a national title and all that stuff um it'll be interesting to track how this team does now that we're getting ramped up into conference play in the big 10 also to clean up some things in the fcs title game it is just an absolute demolition the north dakota state bison lead the montana state bobcats 35 to 3 midway through the third quarter so north dakota state looks like they're on their way to probably another national championship at the fcs level okay let's get back to week 18 nfl tomorrow afternoon amal it's gonna be very interesting from the playoff implication standpoint you have both the 49ers and rams game going on simultaneously as the saints falcons game because when you look at the nfc wildcard implications the 49ers control their own destiny right now. Four-point underdogs against the L.A. Rams. Four-and-a-half, actually, at BetMGM with a total of 44-and-a-half as they take on the L.A. Rams. While the New Orleans Saints, they are favored by three-and-a-half against the Atlanta Falcons, total of 40. But here's the scenario. Niners need to win, and they're in. But if they lose, they need 
a Saints loss as well to get in here, Amal. Just when you look at those implications and just from the betting market, I think a lot of people will be surprised to hear this. If chalk prevails, the Saints should get into the playoffs and it won't be the 49ers. Yeah, I think that is a bit surprising for a lot of people if they haven't been following it closely. But uh, I'll tell you what, I'd rather see San Francisco in there. I think they're far more dangerous. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> yeah, as opposed to this um, San, excuse me, this New Orleans team. Taysom Hill. You know, I think Sean Payton's a terrific play caller, but Taysom Hill, a quarterback, come on. This this experiment needs to go. It's no longer viable. Yeah, no, I, I think that's the – I think from just a neutral standpoint, as, a, as just a viewer of the of the league, now that doesn't matter. We'll see what happens on the field tomorrow. But from a, from a neutral standpoint, I think the 49ers would make for a more compelling playoff team than the New Orleans Saints would be right now. But you see, in the hunt, New Orleans is still there. Their defense is elite, but the offense, I don't think, would be able to compete at that level. My opinion, though, with this team. Sean Payton's a heck of a coach, though. Maybe he can pull some tricks up his sleeve. Yeah, I would agree with you there. It's it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be a tough game against Atlanta. I think it's the one game where a team has nothing to play for. They're actually going to find a way to compete. I like the Falcons getting four and a half here. Yeah, no, I played that earlier this week here. I'll, of course, reveal my plays tomorrow on Point Spread Sunday. But one of them is Falcons plus four and a half just because I think it's the most heated rivalry. Outside of Steelers-Ravens, I think this might be the best rivalry in the NFL of all. Just because people, if you're unaware, down in Atlanta, down in New Orleans, these teams hate each other and I think you're going to get an honest effort from the Atlanta Falcons tomorrow afternoon in the AFC the wild card picture a little cloudier but for the Indianapolis Colts it's really clear win over Jacksonville as 15 point favorites and if they can't get that done something went just drastically wrong but 15 and a half point favorites against the Jacksonville Jaguars if they win that game they're in the playoffs Really simple for the L.A. Chargers as well. If they win over the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday night, they're in the playoffs. Amal, do you have confidence in both of these road favorites to get it done? Uh, I do. I, I think, uh, well, not in the Chargers, but in, in the Colts, I do. Uh, I think the Raiders are going to win the game against the Chargers, but I think the Colts should take care of business fairly comfortably. What would that? What does the game look like if the Colts were to lose? It just Wentz turns the ball over five times. It basically is. But you know what? Look, he won't get that opportunity because in that scenario, you're handing the ball off to Jonathan Taylor if you see Wentz is not playing well. <laughs> After the second turnover, it's yeah, like exactly. we're not throwing the ball the rest of the football exactly. game. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, it's much cloudier for these other three teams, though. The Las Vegas Raiders, not cloudy. They need a win and they can get in. Or if they tie and Indianapolis were to lose, they'd be in. Or, of course, if Indianapolis loses and the Steelers lose, the Raiders can get in. However, for the Pittsburgh Steelers and Baltimore Ravens, they need a lot of help, Amal. And that's a game that is going to be very fascinating just to handicap just in general because you have two teams outside of the playoffs who are going to be playing like it is a playoff game because if you lose, you're pretty much done as the Ravens right now. Three-and-a-half-point favorites, total 40-and-a-half. Tyler Huntley will once again start for Baltimore. It will not be Lamar Jackson as he continues to nurse that ankle injury. But looking at that scenario, right there I mean they need a lot of help them all just to get into the playoffs yeah they really do and I just don't think it's going to be able to happen for them uh, that game though I thought should be a three Pittsburgh Baltimore almost feels like it should be a three so we'll, we'll see what happens in that one yeah, I think I heard a stat somewhere that I think it's the it's one in 14 ATS whenever it's uh, if you lay the points more than three in this rivalry game like you mentioned that it always feels like a field goal type of game and I wouldn't recommend laying the points with the with the Baltimore Ravens in this spot Lamar or rather Tyler Huntley I should say has never been a favorite of this magnitude and now it's a meaningful game against the Steelers team where it's likely to be Ben Roethlisberger's final game of his career uh, I think you get another motivated performance from Pittsburgh even though it might have seemed like they emptied the tank against the Cleveland Browns last Monday night now Amal, some teams that are out of the playoffs still got something to play for. 
We've got some win totals that will come down and be decided coming up on Sunday. And you mentioned this Atlanta Falcons team. I like them tomorrow. You also think you like them tomorrow. There's preseason win total, Amal was seven and a half. Well, the Atlanta Falcons right now, seven and nine, needing a victory. How would you play this game if you're holding a Falcons over seven and a half ticket? Do you play the Saints on the money line and just maybe cut your losses? Or how do you go about trying to find a profit if you're holding onto that Falcons ticket with their season win total over? Yeah, I would look at the Saints on the money line. Uh, to me, if it depends on what your situation is on the bet. Uh, but if you want to ensure a profit, uh, I would do that. De again, depending on what, what you put down or you're not going to guarantee a profit because the saints are probably what 170 180 on that one maybe even close to two dollars because they're four and a half point yeah, minus 185 185 okay so yeah it just depends i mean you're gonna you can at least mitigate some of your loss you know you're not going to probably be able to guarantee yourself a profit there you have the indianapolis colts you're going to push on 10 if the Colts get a victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars, like many expect, if they somehow lose, I think people who bet under 10 will be like, hey, Christmas came late. Uh, the Buffalo Bills right now trying to push on 11 as they host the New York Jets as double-digit favorites in that game. Uh, that's just trying to get your money back. The Houston Texans, some people think they could be frisky tomorrow. Their season win total was four. They're sitting at four and 12. I I've heard, and I want to ask you about this Houston Texans team because a lot of people think that there's a chance that the Tennessee Titans could lose tomorrow. Now, they've already lost to Houston already this season. Now Houston's going to be at home. It almost feels like there's too many people kind of predicting that Houston's going to win and Tennessee's going to trip up with the number one seed on the line tomorrow afternoon, Amal. You know, it's going to be interesting. I, I like Tennessee a lot in this spot. I, I think they'll be able to get it done. Um, I know Houston has played well and competed against them, but this will be a much more focused Tennessee team. I, I think they actually take care of us. Remember last year when Baltimore needed that game against Cincinnati and the Bengals didn't? I think it was like 35 or 38 to 3. I think we'll see something along those lines. Yeah, and another game that is interesting, we just brought it up, Steelers and the Ravens here. Pittsburgh, their win total is 8.5. They're sitting at 8-7-1. Mike Tomlin has clinched not having a losing record. But he hasn't clinched that win total, Lamal, with the Steelers sitting there right at the number. No push on this one. We're going to have a winner, whether you're going to go over or go under. Um, you know, again, it depends on what your gut feels on this one. For me, I, I don't really, I don't know. I couldn't tell you one way or the other. Yeah, and no, I think it's an interesting game there with the Steelers eight and a half on their win total. I think they could be live to win that game, to be quite honest. Baltimore, uh, it just feels like, it feels like their season's been cursed, doesn't yeah, it? Just I, like I they, everyone's injured for this Ravens team. And this is, it was a team that I thought was a Super Bowl contender heading into this season. In fact, I have a ticket to prove it because I bet on them 20 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. But for this, before the season even started, you get Marcus Peters gets hurt, Gus Edwards gets hurt, J.K. Dobbins gets hurt. Like It seems like it's been cursed from the get-go. Yeah, it really has. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how things play out for them next year once they're healthier because I think they're still a very dangerous team. Now, the <laughs> this team right here, the L.A. Chargers, we talked about it. Brandon Staley, you're not as confident in this team. Their win total, 9.5. They're sitting at 9-7. and seven. Are you going on? Are you going to have a Raiders money line ticket in your pocket tomorrow night? No, I take the three points. The money line's not worth it in the NFL. It's, it's, the points are at a premium, so you take the points because it's not plus. It's it's different than college. It, that's why you'll see the money lines are skewed differently as well. Yeah. So so you think that the only reason why I ask it is just because 
Brandon Staley and this Chargers team, they kind of do things unconventional yeah. going for two, which may be a thing that works in your favor. Maybe they win the game by one or two for the yeah. people who then laid two and a half. You end up getting kind of the short end of the of this. <laughs> excuse me. Sorry. Bless you. Getting the short end of the stick there. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's why I think the three becomes a premium. Whenever you have coaches that take chances on two point conversion, now, it could also work against you. But I think for the most part, you think it's going to be a benefit and work in your favor. So just something to consider. I am absolutely excited to see what that atmosphere is going to look like at Allegiant Stadium. It's a virtual playoff game for this Las Vegas Raiders team. You mentioned it earlier, Amal, that this is the biggest game at Allegiant Stadium for this team. That goes without saying. But it is going to be electric as this Chargers team, three-point favorites, tries to go into the Las Vegas Raiders, going into the black hole, the Death Star, to come out and get a playoff ticket However, it could be the Raiders with all the uncertainty and all the adversity that they've dealt with this season going to the postseason. We're going to ask our next guest, Heidi Fang of Vegas Nation and Raider Nation Radio, on the other side about this game and what she thinks of the Raiders' prospects of getting to the postseason. It is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. VEASAN has a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. Our all-new Big Game Big Dance Special provides VEASAN plus all access to everything we do from now through April 5th for only $69. Sign up now and get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming Big Game and College Hoops betting guides, plus full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. It's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on one of our best deals of the year. Visit VEASAN.com slash big deal. Sign up today. It is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Amal Shah here from the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. The game of the day in the NFL game of the week, I should say, is week 18 Sunday Night Football. Chargers, Raiders, win or go home. We believe the scenario will be later on tomorrow evening. So let's bring in Heidi Fang, host of Vegas Nation podcast and Raider Nation radio to talk all things Sunday night football. Heidi, thank you for joining us here on BAA this morning. After all the adversity this season, what has led to the Raiders being at this point on the precipice of punching their ticket to the postseason? 
There's a couple things. And I'm going to start with the defense being able to stop the run. Although they allowed Jonathan Taylor last week to get 108 yards, it's still that's Jonathan Taylor's average. So I think that <laughs> the ability that they've had to really begin to find those holes, play their gaps well, and to really close up those gaps and make the tackles that they need has been tremendous. Plus, they're getting the push up front from a guy like Darius Phylon, who's been able to return to the squad. He's a great defensive tackle. He's really given them a push, and that allows a guy like Denzel Perryman to get in there and, and really get to uh, playing the run and making some big tackles. When you look at this Raiders team, I think they've overcome so much. I, I feel like this culminates with a victory on Sunday night. You know, they have been really able to refocus. Usually most teams that have gone through the things they've gone through, a head coach firing, losing a player to the incident with Henry Ruggs, I think most teams fold the tent. And you have to give them a lot of credit for their resilience. Don't you think that kind of carries over in terms of the positivity this team has had? Oh, absolutely. When you think about how much they've had to endure, it's really unlike anything that's happened to a team throughout an NFL season. And I'm talking about even if you look at before everything got going with John Gruden and they lost the team president, there was some front office shakeups. And then you have what happened with John Gruden and then Henry Ruggs. And then even with Nate Hobbs this past weekend, you know, having um, the, the incident that he had. So there's been things that this team has had to constantly overcome. And the fact that an interim guy like Rich Bisaccia has been able to step up to the plate and just really kind of guide this team and be the right type of coach that they need and I think what he's done well is allowing the coordinators to really get in there and, and design things to the players' strengths, like Gus Bradley and Greg Olson, the offensive coordinator. And Derek Carr, to his credit, has really had a lot on his plate trying to be the general and take everybody and give them the right messages week in and week out. And not even just the team, but when you look at it from the standpoint of he's had to be the face in front of the media every Wednesday after something's happened, every incident, and he's had to show, and he has shown great poise and also kind of spoken to the team, like we are here and we're not gonna let this really disrupt us. And I love that the motto this whole weekend and leading up to this game has been, nobody cares because in the end, <laughs> nobody really does care. They want you to go out there and play football. They want to see results. You know, these Raider fans that have seen one winning season in the past 20 years, and now this being the second, have been hungry for this opportunity to see this team make the playoffs. So this is right on the precipice of it, like you said, and it's a huge, huge game. We're speaking with Heidi Fang, host of Vegas Nation podcast and Raider Nation radio, talking all things Chargers, Raiders, tomorrow night's Sunday night football game. The Raiders three-point underdogs with a total of 49. And you mentioned Derek Carr here, Heidi. What should we expect to see from Carr tomorrow night? Because you talk about how the burden of this entire season, all the adversity has been placed on his shoulders. Well, there's a lot of pressure just between the white lines on the field. He's never played in a game of this magnitude. What should we expect to see from Carr tomorrow? Well, I think they're going to have to get the ball out a lot quicker than they did in the previous matchup. They're going to have to find a way to get these guys open. Hunter Renfro has just been sneaky good all season. <laughs> and, man, I mean, just the ability that he's had to find ways to get open, to pick up yards after the catch. I mean, even that play that got called back at the end of the Colts game last week, the way he was able to contort his body to keep his knee level with the ground so that he wasn't touching. I mean, albeit it was better for the team to get those run plays to wear down the clock and kick the field goal. 
but still, but the the way that he's been able to really move out there has been fantastic, and he's and the chemistry with Derek Carr is really starting to click. But I think what also has really worked well in the offense is Marcus Mariota as of late. The way that they've used him in packages and. It's kind of a little bit of deception where you don't know if he's going to hand off the football, if it's a keeper. And that opens up a lot of RPOs that have made it very interesting to see how he's going to, to play um, when he does come in the game. So I think he's been the X factor also in a lot of the play that has come up to the Raiders. But Derek Carr can't get shook from Bosa. I know that's easier said than done. Hmm. But there's been all that talk. Bosa's going to come with the pressure. And those tackles better be ready to hold the line to keep him a clean pocket because that's going to be key as well. Heidi, Raiders dealing with several key injuries might be potential returners, particularly Darren Waller, Jonathan Hankins on that defensive front, and Casey Hayward. Do you think there's a possibility they go? I think if Waller's in the lineup, just the threat of him alone changes the dynamic and only makes Hunter Renfro better, gives Derek Carr a mental security that he always has had throughout the season. How do you see it, and do we get Waller in this one? I think you do. He's had a couple limited uh, sessions. Of course, they were walkthroughs uh, leading up to Friday. So I don't know how much he's really been able to go. Uh, I would still take Waller at 70%. I'd take him at 70% to run a route and take some of the top off of the defense. You know, if you can get out there and you can cut angle and your ankle and your knee are good enough to really like run at hard speed and, and make them guess that they're going to throw to you or not. I would still take him 70, 80%, put him out on the field. You know, I know that you think longevity and a guy like Waller is a tight end that's going to be in the top three and five for the next five years of his career, most likely. But when you think uh, about, you know, the, the, how just important this game is, the magnitude of it, you definitely want to see a guy like him out there to help this team. Heidi, I want to ask you about your thoughts on what's going to happen in this game, a game prediction here. we got about two and a half minutes left. But first, got to ask you, if the Raiders were to win this game, they'll punch their ticket to the postseason. Can this team be frisky against one of these elite teams? Like, let's say they have to go back to Arrowhead Stadium and take on the Chiefs, or maybe they have to go to Buffalo and see the Bills. What do you think the prospects of this team in the playoffs would look like if they do get there? Yeah, either of those is a tough matchup, and we've seen what's happened with KC in their last two matchups. I mean, they couldn't even put double digits on the board in their last one, so that they can't come out flat if they do face this team. They're going to have to be able to push the pocket, get pressure on Patrick Mahomes. That's something that is imperative for any game, I think, especially when they have Justin Herbert ahead. But you look at Allen and Mahomes, and they are such mobile quarterbacks that they can just, you know, keep it alive with their legs or, you know, they can throw deep downfield. So they're going to have to be able to play well. But I would say with Kansas City, go to too high safety look. That's something that they didn't do in one of the uh, previous matchups. Mm -hmm. And they played the cover three. And I was like, why are we leaving the deep ball open? Take it away. You know, so I would say they'd have to make some corrections in the planning to, to be able to get past either of those teams because those would be fierce matchups on either side. All right, Heidi. Chargers three-point favorites, total of 49. How do you see this game playing out? Do you have a score prediction for us? Yeah, you know, I think it's going to be tight all the way down. So I'd take those three points on the Raiders. Uh, you know, you're looking at the dog play. I think that uh, overall, this is probably going to get close to the the higher end of the spectrum. I know their last matchup, we had about 42 points, I think, were uh, put up. So mm-hmm. I would say this one, I'm going to go with the score like, uh, I'm going to give it 50 points. So I'm going to say like 27 
24. And I'm actually, and I'm not saying this because I cover Raider Nation Radio and all of that stuff. I'm saying it because I think it's really going to happen. I think the Raiders are going to take this one. Raiders plus 135 on the muddy line. She is Heidi Fang, host of Vegas Nation Podcast and Raider Nation Radio. We appreciate you joining us here, Heidi, and best of luck the rest of the day. Thank you very much. How about that? Raiders money line them all. She's not scared, unlike you, who's trying to take the three points. Yeah, I'm quaking in my boots over here. But, you know, the reality of it is in the NFL, points are at such a premium. You you want to take them in the sense that you, you're getting a field goal. Look, if this were two and a half, I would take the money line all day. But at three, I, mm. I just don't think it's worth uh, foregoing it in that situation. No, I totally agree with you there. Uh, three is very, very valuable. Also, the addition of Darren Waller, I'm glad you asked that question there. It was on my list of questions. Just He hasn't played since Thanksgiving, Amal, since that Cowboys game. He hurt his knee here. So whether Heidi said it, 70% Darren Waller is better than no Darren Waller. And I think that we will see that tomorrow night with it being a win and in situation for this Las Vegas Raiders team. Chance to get to the post season for the first time since 2016 yeah i think this this team i think they're gonna find a way they're at home uh by the way i'm just saying this i think we'll get a few calls in their favor Uh oh you think so (laughs) you get a home teams generally get benefits of calls yeah we'll we'll see how it all unfolds this nfl officiating not great but we're hoping for a well-officiated game tomorrow we continue discussion on the other side it's betting across america here presented by bet mgm don't go away got 30 minutes left here on the show oh baby let's do this this is betting across america on vsin the sports betting network BetMGM, or actually, if you missed any part of our show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows or download and listen to your schedule. Go to VEASAN.com slash podcast and get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers and Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They're all free and available now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. It is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe Amal Shah here on this Saturday. Coming to you from the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Amal, it's about that time. So Super Bowl futures markets, I think you can find a little bit of value heading into the postseason. Now, sometimes, like, once you get into the postseason, it can be trickier. But right now, the Green Bay Packers at BetMGM are the favorites at 4-1. to You have the Chiefs at 5-1, to Bucks 7-1, to Bills 8-1, to Rams 9-1, to Cowboys 12-1, to along with the Tennessee Titans. After that, there's a little bit of a drop-off. But do you see any value in making a bet here as we enter the postseason in this Super Bowl futures market? You know, I think there's some good possibilities for some people out there. I, I really haven't gotten into it, but I think uh, if you like a team or two based on how wide open it is this year, I think this is a pretty good year if you like a team to be a potential long shot. Because, Femi, there's no team sitting here at 15-1 and one coming into the final weekend of the season. You know, there's no 14-2, and two, something like that, where you go, wow, this team is going to be really tough to beat. So I think from that standpoint, there's some good opportunities and possibilities for people. You know what's interesting, Amal, and I just wrote it down here on my paper, is that I don't know if you've ever played around with it, but like the NFL playoff machine that ESPN has that kind of generates the playoff results based on, like, you can pick who wins each game, and it'll tell you what that means for the playoff seeding. I think that's such a valuable tool. 
as a better. It always comes out every year after the Thanksgiving game, so you get like five weeks to play with. And it's one of the reasons why I ended up on Titans 10-1 to to win the AFC, just because just playing around with the tools, the way the schedule broke out and the tiebreakers, this Titans team always looked like they had a legitimate chance to be the number one seed. Now they sit here only needing to beat the Houston Texans to do just that. That there's so many scenarios, and I think if you're a better, you have to be considering these scenarios, not just looking at which team you think is going to ultimately win the Super Bowl, like looking at a team like the Titans as a team at 12-1 to 1 to maybe win the Super Bowl just because they have a pretty good path only needing to win two home games, presumably. Yeah, absolutely right, and I think that's a huge factor. I think at 5-1, to one, they're very intriguing, and you mentioned that two games. That changes the dynamic of things. I mean, look at how the odds are viewed for the AFC with the Chargers and the Raiders. Chargers 18-1, to one, Raiders 80-1, to one, and these are two teams that are facing off. I mean, it's not like you're getting, you know, 62-1 to one on the Raiders to win the game against the Chargers, so I don't think that's a team that's going to be there, but I think when you look at Chiefs, Bills, Titans, Patriots, uh, Bengals, Colts, I, I think six of those seven teams are very viable to get to the Super Bowl, and I don't think anyone would be that surprised. So you said you think the Colts are viable because I've been kind of the Colts doubter, I think, has been my stance here just because I don't know if a team that doesn't win its division can go and win three road games with Carson Wentz being their quarterback. Well, and, well Eli Manning's done it, and I don't think he's that much of an upgrade over Carson Wentz. No, but, I mean, those are extenuating circumstances with, I mean, like the defensive line was amazing for the New York Giants. And, and that was also a, a situation to where I think you had less teams. Like now you have less teams with the bye week. Yeah, now you have a one seed that has a big advantage over everybody. So now you're taking on the team that is coming in, has that big advantage over you with the bye week and home field advantage. I just don't know if you can kind of just bet on it or if there's any value. Now they could win it, like you said, Eli Manning, that happened. But is there value in betting that now or do you just bet them each week as an underdog on the money line if you really believe that much in Indianapolis? Yeah, you know, the one thing, though, I would point to is that they have a tremendous running game. And regardless of the weather, the running game is always going to be able to travel. Their offensive line is terrific. I think the Colts' defense has been vastly underrated. The one thing that I would point to is they've had injuries on the O-line, and Wentz, uh, Wentz is uh, inconsistent, and so it's highly unlikely that he probably plays well for three consecutive games. But mm-hmm. it's not like it's out of the possibility. I mean, he has the capability of doing that. That's the one thing I would I would say when you look at Carson Wentz. Um, the talent is there. Maybe they get things going. He makes some plays. I think the confidence is a big factor. Um, we'll, we'll see, though. I, I think this team can be dangerous. They're good on the outside Pittman and T.Y. Hilton I like those guys on the edge so uh, just pay attention to the team Mo Ali Cox is terrific in the red zone um, I, I don't know I think the Colts are a dangerous team and, and I know I can hear people right now saying like hey we just saw the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do that last year go to win three straight road games and go and win the Super Bowl but one they had Tom Brady two they had Tom Brady and three they have Tom Brady and like, they also like had Jared Cook fumbling like, the football at midfield when they're 10 yards away from getting up 10 points on a field goal that's all they had some breaks that yeah. went their way there and Matt LaFleur botching some of the end of Absolutely. the game scenarios end of first half scenario in the NFC title game now these things can happen but it's just I, I guess my message is that it's not likely for a team that does not win its division to win the Super Bowl. So, like, just keeping that in mind when making these bets, it's just unlikely. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers heading into the playoffs, I think, with, I mean, they, they, their odds were shorter just because they had Tom Brady, a quarterback, last year. But, I mean, one of these teams like the Colts or the Chargers, or even the 49ers, they have the experience with Jimmy G going to the Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan, he's coached in quite a bit of big games. They're 40-1 to one to win the Super Bowl at BetMGM, but... 
I just don't think there's a whole lot of value making that bet, knowing that they're likely going to have to go win a game at Lambeau Field to get it done. Just bet them once they get there. Bet the plus 210 or 2 whatever you can get on the money line, and you get a little bit more bang for your buck, in my opinion. You know, you make a compelling argument, and I think the Tampa Bay, I, I think you made a great point about Brady, right? You mm-hmm. know, experience the greatness, everything like that. But they're also an ultra-talented team. There are teams, and I don't think we see it this year, where a team finishes second in their division. But they're probably better than everybody else in the league, and I don't think that applies to the Colts. Yeah. Um, but I also look at Kansas City had seven consecutive weeks of two turnovers or more against opponents. You can't rely on them. Tennessee with Tannehill, is he better than Carson Wentz? I don't know. This is a former quarterback who couldn't beat out Gerard Johnson at Texas A&M to be the starting quarterback. <laughs> and you look at um, the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, by the way, I'm not a big Joe Mixon fan. By, by the way, is there anyone who's a more selfish celebrator in the end zone than Joe Mixon? My God, dude. You don't what? like his dances? You know what I always wonder when these guys dance? Do they actually look in the mirror? Would you actually do that in public? But they actually do it. I'm like, what the hell? I mean, granted, he's not the sharpest knife in the drawer. I still remember against Ohio State when he ran the kickoff back and he dropped the ball a yard before. He's from the Deshaun Jackson program of carrying the ball. You know, that football is so damn heavy. You wouldn't want to carry it actually through the end zone. Got to drop it right before. They don't want the damn ball. Hey, remember Keisha? Me, Sean said, throw me the damn ball? Well, how about you carry the damn ball? Deshaun Jackson has done it multiple times crazy enough to to believe that. Started in high school. Go back to the All-American game. Started there. Another Mensa member. He just—he didn't ask for this. Deshaun, we wish you the best no, you, of luck tomorrow. Of course he asked for it. If you're that stupid in life, you get picked on. That's just the way it is. The, the New Orleans Saints, and I want to get to the awards market here in just a bit, but just want to ask you a question about the New Orleans Saints, who are favored to get into the playoffs. They're 100-1 to to win the Super Bowl. I don't think you can ever make that bet there. Like you mentioned, it's just a charity bet, like my Chris Olave Heisman ticket. No, that one was still worse because this this one still has a chance. And let me tell you, there's not a bigger Olave fan than me, okay? I, I, I think my, my ticket speaks for itself, okay? I might be a bigger fan of Chris Olave. Yeah, but you know what? I'm glad you actually brought that point up. It's funny when people say to me, well, I don't bet on my team. I always say to them, I'm sorry I missed you at the last owner's meeting at the Biltmore. But the reality of it is there are no teams here. You bet on who you think is going to win the game. I took Utah plus six and a half against Ohio State. You got to make the best educated decision, not yeah. on my team. What the hell does that even mean? Absolutely. I don't nothing. even understand these emotional attachments people have to teams. <laughs> I took your Buckeyes money line plus 210 in that game there. They paid Yeah, there off. was some great they, in-game opportunities. Great I know. I got a good middle on that one. <laughs> Very good in-game opportunities. But that's the Rose Bowl, so we'll, we'll, we'll put but, that but away. But no, the, the reason I bring that point yeah. up is you've, you've got to make these decisions with your head, not your heart. If you're a mm-hmm. Saints fan, you know, and I get every once in a while somebody like the guy who bet the St. Louis Blues for a couple hundred bucks and they won a hundred grand. It worked out. All, all I'm saying is um, you have to really be diligent in terms of think about it. Taysom Hill really going to take you anywhere? No, I mean, I haven't seen it. Uh, we got a couple minutes left. Offensive player of the year as we shift to the awards market. This is just dead even right now. Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup, both at BetMGM, minus 110 to win this award here. There's been people talking about Cooper Cup potentially as an MVP. And to me, that bleeds me to believe that I think he should be the favorite in this market. What say you in this market here with the final week of the regular season, Cooper cup potentially going for a record and you have Jonathan Taylor going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. You know, I think Cooper cup's been outstanding, but I don't believe Cooper cup should be offensive player of the year. I think it should be Jonathan Taylor. If you look at Jonathan Taylor's rushing yards compared to the next nearest running back, he's 500 yards better than the second leading rusher or, or, or right around there. And I get that Derrick Henry got hurt, but even if Henry was healthy still, to be able to have 1,734 yards, I don't know how much he's going to play. Oh, they need the game, so he's going to play. Yep. He's going to wind up with 1,800 yards, 18 touchdowns. He could wind up with 1,800 yards, 20 touchdowns. You know, this is a guy, 
that is going to be underrated his whole career. You know, three first three years in NCAA history, more rushing yards than any player ever. And, you know, he continues to do well. Cooper Cup's been tremendous, but we've seen seasons like this just a couple of years ago. Michael Thomas had a buck 49. But, but, he was Offensive Player of the Year, though. But Michael Thomas' season, he doesn't have an Odell Beckham Jr. across the way from him, didn't have Robert Woods for half the season. So from that standpoint, I, I think it's a little bit different scenario. Also, I don't think Cup's going to be able to break the record in this game because San Francisco defensively will try and negate him as much as possible. It's yeah. not like one of those games where, remember when they were giving Antonio Brown on uh, the ball on little, <laughs> you know, quick uh, shovel passes and things like that. So it won't work out that way here. Dave Ross, VEASAN host, joins us on the other side as we pass the baton to our fellas over with the Ross Reynolds Connection at Circa. It is BAA. We wrap things up in the next segment. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer on the College Football National Championship. Simply place a $10 money line wager on the game. If either team scores a touchdown, you'll win $200 in free bets, regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VEASAN200 when you make your first bet. Enjoy the College Championship like never before and earn M-Life rewards that you can redeem at BetMGM Resorts. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VEASAN200 to win $200 in free bets if either team scores a TD in the National Championship. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. It is the final segment of Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefeya, Mal Shaw, coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. It's 11.45, and by my time, that means it's time to bring in our guy, Dave Ross, VEASAN host, host of the First Strike podcast, as we prepare to pass the baton to our fellas over there at Circa, the Ross Reynolds Connection. Dave, we appreciate you coming on here before you guys take over at the top of the hour. 
we got a lot of NFL games this weekend, two games tonight, but let's start with Cyril Gaon, Francis and Gaon. Just kidding. I wanted to see Amal's face. <laughs> I just oh, wanted to see Amal's face. I wasn't even reacting. I'm, I'm watching this Carolina game. I'm just, I'm fine. You keep talking. Uh, Amal said we can't talk UFC, but oh, a oh, there, was a, there was a big card coming up this month, Amal. I, I, Don't didn't, you I didn't say you couldn't talk UFC. I said, if you're going to talk UFC, let me know. I can get a 15-minute jump out of here. All I'm saying, I mean, we could talk Syracuse basketball. He's got a one-point lead right now heading to the break in Winston-Salem against wake <laughs> let's get uh, back all on. i know all i know to keep them all's attention femi is i look up and see that unc score and i go syracuse lost to virginia that's not good for the fight in bayheims going forward that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> no, about that no no our, our producer steven bond is shaking his head as well with the fight in bayheims oh, yeah. there for syracuse let's get back on track of course the two nfl games here today how about them cowboys dave we'll be sorting this one out cowboys taking on the philadelphia eagles as three and a half point favorites in philly total 44 and a half I still don't know what we're going to see tonight, whether how much Dak Prescott plays. What's your best guess on how Mike McCarthy goes about playing this Week 18 game? Don't like the side at all, Femi. And again, I, I know you and I are rooting for our boys here, but I, I don't like it. Obviously, early in the week it came out, Philly was getting seven. That got dropped all the way down as low as three in some places. And now back up around three and a half, four, four and a half, as we're seeing across the board here. I, I kind of like the total here. And the reason is, obviously, we knew about the Micah Parsons news that he wasn't going to be able to go in the COVID-19 protocols here. Then I look and I see Trayvon Diggs isn't going to go as well. And basically, I see that the starting secondary for the Cowboys isn't going to go as well. So mm -hmm. it gets that Mike Nolan 2020 Dallas defense feel to it. And I think what we're going to see is, yes, the offensive guys are going to be there and Dak and CD and Amari and Zeke. Those guys are going to go. But I just wonder, Femi, how much they're going to go, right? So it's either a Cowboys first-half play, and Gardner Menchu's going to see a lot of time in this one for Jalen Hurts as well. Yep. And when Gardner Menchu's in the game, he's going to throw the football. So Jalen Hurts going to run the football a little bit. I kind of like the over. I'm starting to think that this is going to be a, maybe a, a stronger overplay. We've seen an uptick a little bit here as we get closer to kickoff today. So if I had to play this, and I'm with you, you it does feel like a glorified uh, spring training, or, you know, preseason games, something like that. It's got that feel to it. I would probably lean to the over if I had to play anything, but really this is one of those either wait, do an in-game scenario here, but there's no way I'm laying the points today with the Cowboys in a game I cannot imagine that the offensive starters are still in in the second half. You know, Dave, to your point, I wouldn't play anybody if I'm Dallas. The likelihood of you getting right. into the two seed is fairly remote, assuming the Rams win. Um, and you, know, you need a lot of help to get there. I, I think getting that rest is so vitally important because you're going to have a tough challenge, whether it's Arizona, uh, uh, San Francisco waiting on the other side there. It will not be easy for this team. How do you like their chances in the first round matchup, assuming it's one of those two teams? Well, if it's Arizona, I'd ask that we uh, petition the league to move it out of Jerry World because we know that Kyler Murray just doesn't lose. He does not lose in Arlington. He literally owns that stadium now, according to Wikipedia. So, look, Arizona on the road is a solid play, right? We've seen that this year, and that's why I like Seattle tomorrow, ironically, in their game against Arizona because at home they're not a good play. Not ATS at least here. So, to me, I look at the Cowboys. I'm right there with you, Maul. There's no reason to play these guys today. And, again, I expect them to play in the first quarter. They made the trip for a reason. I can't imagine last second that Jarrah uh, sits all these guys. And let's not mistake, this is Jerry Jones's decision here, right? This is not Mike McCarthy's decision. So mm -hmm. we'll see how this plays out. But I think you're probably looking at a first quarter, 
first half of those offensive stars because I'm all to your point. They're going to play next week. This isn't two weeks. This is next week these guys are going to line up against either the Rams or Arizona, and you need to have everybody healthy. Look, I, you, I, you don't want anybody to be in these protocols, but I'm almost glad to a degree that some of these guys are not going to play today in Philadelphia. Rest that defense. Make sure everybody's in tip-top in the best physical shape they can be in. Because what we're finding out about this 2021 season is it's a war of attrition. It's who the healthiest team is with COVID and with everything else, maybe not necessarily the best team. And we're speaking with Dave Ross, host of the First Strike Podcast, also a host here across the network at VEASAN. Dave, got one more question before we let you go. The Chiefs are taking on the Broncos this afternoon. I know you and Wes will be talking about that game quite a bit at the top of the hour since you'll be going on live with that game. Right now, Kansas City, 11-point favorites, total 44-and-a-half. Anything for you in this game uh, as the Chiefs wrap up the regular season? Yeah, Femi, this is KC or bust for me in a game that they know that it's an outside shot to still get the one seed, but – I don't know that anybody feels that confident with Tennessee tomorrow against Houston. I know they're 10, 10 and a half point favorites right now, but that's a plausible scenario. We've seen them lose to them once already this year. So I got to expect Andy Reid says, because it's a Saturday game, if you flip this to a Sunday game, you knew the result of the Tennessee game, then nobody plays. But because it's a Saturday game, I think you can get the full tilt and the full bore of this uh, Chiefs offense today against the Broncos. Drew Locke, nobody trusts him. His own team doesn't trust him. So I'm not going to trust him and take the 10 and a half points. I'm going to lay it with the Chiefs. And I, I got to expect Kansas City gets an easy victory today. He is Dave Ross, VEASAN host here. You'll see him at the top of the hour with Wes Reynolds as they take the baton for betting and, across America. Oh, one and more Femi, thing. The three of us three of us going to get together next week for the UFC, Matt, right? Because Amal wants to watch with us. He was telling me, he was like, I'm a little shy, and I wanted to ask Dave, but can you ask him for me? So we'll, we'll all get together. Gone and Nganu, that'll be a lot of <laughs> fun. Heavy, heavyweight battle. It's going to be one of the fights of the year. Dave, if it's a, if it's a boxing match, any day of the week I'm in. <laughs> it, it will kind of be a boxing match. It will, I'll just yeah. take, But their feet will be involved as well. Oh, we will discuss that game coming up later on this month. Well, I'm looking to end my streak of 269 consecutive UFC uh, matches missed. So I'm looking to break that streak. And what a fight it will be when you break that this, I'm actually really looking forward to that fight. It's going to be a lot of too. fun there. The technician against Francis Ngannou. Uh, Dave, we'll let you get ready at the top of the hour. But thanks for joining us once again. See you, boys. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Uh, always a pleasure to talk to Dave there. <laughs> You, you want to say something? No, I just forgot the requirement here at Vsins. You have to be a Cowboy Homer or a Syracuse Homer. <laughs> I, no wonder why. No wonder why you guys are always so miserable around here. Hey, what do you mean miserable? I'm, I'm always positive. You know, I mean, at this point, I've suffered so many losses with this damn franchise that uh, you can't let it get you down. Otherwise, I'll be in the pits at all times, almost. I mean, let me ask you seriously. Yep. Do you think they've got a legitimate shot? Because I think in the NFC, because the Tampa's injury, especially with uh, uh, the Chris Godwin out of Penn yeah. State. Um, I, I think it comes down to can the Rams win in Green Bay. I think the Packers actually get to the Super Bowl this year. They get over the hump. I think the mistakes they made last year get corrected. I, I do think Dallas actually has a legitimate shot, and I wasn't sold entering this season, but I think just based on what you mentioned, Tampa Bay's issues at wide receiver, Godwin's hurt, Antonio Brown is out. So they're banged up in terms of pass catchers. But I think if Dallas is a tricky matchup with Arizona, Kyler Murray presents so many tough kind of uh, challenges. And if they can get past that hurdle, because it's likely going to be once again, Cardinals Cowboys yeah. in that first round, if they get past that hurdle and if 
I think they match up really well with a Green Bay if they go have to go to Lambeau Field because Dallas, Tony Pollard, Zeke Elliott, they can run the football against a Packers run defense that's not very good. We see the Vikings have had success in the past. We saw the Cleveland Browns on Christmas Day have quite a bit of success in their running game. And I think Dallas is pass rush against a Green Bay offensive line that is very hobbled. And if Rodgers is injured, as he says, with the broken toe, Michael Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory, if those guys are able to get after Aaron Rodgers, I think they can make it really uncomfortable for this Green Bay team. I hear what you're saying. I'm going to read you a quick stat, and you tell me if you think this is going to work well for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Zeke, 16 yards, 37, 52, 45, 45, 25, 32, 41, 51, 50. No, it's not great. He's looking yeah, That's bad. all I'm saying. Really I don't know where they're running the ball, but, but we'll Tony, see. Tony Pollard is explosive. He's resting today. Uh, I, I think that with the offensive line, Tyron Smith, he just came back last week against the Arizona Cardinals. If that old line, now they're finally healthy, is barring COVID, knock on wood. But if they can go to Green Bay and be able to open up some holes, I think you can see this Dallas offense just get back to more of what we saw earlier this season in the first half of the year. Because I think it's there for this Cowboys team now. It hasn't shown up itself in the second half of the year except for the Washington game. But I do think it is there. Hey, Stephen, our executive producer here, I was going to ask you two things. Number one, do you guys allow drinking on the job? Because I would test Femi. And number two, um, as they like to say on the NFL draft, and now the Dallas Cowboys are on the clock. (laughs) With that final sentiment from Amal Shaw there, thank you to all our guests, Eric Haslam, Ben Fox, Austin Mock, Heidi Fing, and, of course, thank you to Dave Ross. It was betting across America, but stick around. Top of the hour, Ross Reynolds Connection here on Visa the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.